Hello, and welcome to the INTP Musings Podcast. Today I want to talk about the perpetuity of authoritarianism. Authoritarianism perpetuates. So, I'm basically going to form some arguments for why human societies always descend into authoritarianism in the long run. And equal, egalitarian, fair societies are metastable, and the end game of every human society is an authoritarian one. It's just, it's just too, it's too attractive. Like, it's too attractive for men to take power, and it's too attractive for people to try to be led. So it's, it's, it's a, f- a great society with egalitarianism and equality is, is really just a society that's ripe for the taking. And it's just at the top of the hill and ready to be pushed to the bottom, ready to just be kicked over the edge. Um, it's very rare for that sort of great society to exist, but if you live in one, you should really be grateful because that is not the rule. That is the exception. And we have some societies like that right now, and many of them are on the decline. And historically speaking, we haven't had any societies like that. So you're in a, you're in a quite, you're in a really small minority if you're in a society um, like that, that, that values individual rights and uh, things like that. So, so I guess my first argument is that people like to be led, um, and I and I and I don't say that in a demeaning sort of way. Like, I, mean, I don't mean it to say that. Oh, people are sheep. They don't. I mean. Well, in a way, I am saying that, but in a way, I'm not saying like like even even the most empowered individualistic person finds themselves wanting to be led often because <clears throat> like wanting to be led by someone competent that they believe in because being led by a person like that can give you shortcuts like like you can have a teacher tell you to read a book and understand a concept and then apply that concept. Or you could have a teacher tell you how to apply the concept, not explain the concept to you, and it will, and you'll be able to do whatever work you need to do 10 times faster. So like competent leadership uh, is a shortcut to progress and achieving goals. So, so even the, even the most in, even the most free thinking person like on occasion wants to get something done quickly. So they appeal to someone, Oh, just, just show me how to do it. Just don't, exp- I don't need to learn it. I don't need to understand it Just show me how to do it or just do it for me. And that is an appeal to authoritarianism, I would argue. Um, and then there is, there is the demeaning case where some people don't want everything for themselves at all. They want everything done for them. So they give away their power and power is given away to people who have are competent or are just perceived as competent, um, power is given away because people think that um, they're better off that way. 
Um, for whatever reason, this person is charismatic. This person excites people that people want to be led by this person or, or simply maybe this person actually is good at what they do. Maybe they're good in one domain and people bring assumptions to other domains and say they must be good at these other things. So they ultimately give this person way too much. And this happens over and over again. <laughs> and I would say most of the time, people who are given that power don't abuse it. They say, oh no, actually, I'm totally not suitable for this position. I, you might, you may have seen me um, being successful in this other domain, but I'm actually not good at this, and you should, this, this actually belongs elsewhere. Most people are humble enough to, to like, um, release that and say, no, please no. But a lot of people aren't, and, and even if it was just 1%, of a person who abuses the trust of someone else making a wrong assumption of like what sorts of resources they should be giving. Even if 1% of the, that's enough people for things to spiral out of control over time. And that's what happens. Like <clears throat> power is poorly allocated and it's, and then it ends up becoming concentrated. And then before you know it, you have an authoritarian uh, society and, and I shouldn't even say society, I should say human, wherever human beings group together, uh, authority figures emerge, whether it's through merit and truly earned or not. Um, and I don't know if it's, and it's not always necessarily bad, but I'm just saying that hierarchies always form. Um, but when the societies are large, they're often what often happens is there's extreme losers that get totally screwed and, but I'm, but I guess I'm arguing that there's no way out of that. That's what I'm, that's the whole point of this, uh, this rant that I'm giving. There's no way out of it. Um, so yeah, let me just jump to the conclusion before I go into other reasons why authoritarianism perpetuates. Um, the conclusion is that Given that authoritarianism always perpetuates, you should take advantage of that. Unfortunately, you should take advantage, not, not in a Machiavellian sense, like don't screw anyone over, but just make sure there's enough resources going in your direction so that you can live the lifestyle you want to live. And don't be too greedy about it. I mean, know the human psyche, know that... Uh, if people see any shred of competence or confidence for that matter in a person, then that person will probably be allocated more resources and you can use that to your advantage so that you're not uh, left behind. Uh, people who are left behind are people who aren't good at anything or people who, or people who don't at least pretend that they're good at stuff. Like, like if, if you're good at something and, but you're too humble, or you're not too humble, but too self-deprecating. People will just assume you're not good at anything. So you have to make sure that you project yourself in a confident manner, or you're going to be at the bottom of the food chain. Uh, and also try to be actually good at something. Um, so that's the way people should conduct themselves, given human nature and the way groups of human beings conduct themselves. Um, that's, that's how you can navigate without navigate yourself and not ending up on the bottom of the food chain. Um, so that having been said, the second reason authoritarianism perpetuates, uh, is because it's very 
very easy for a masculine man to assume a position of authority. People practically fall in line for these people. I mean, and it's unfortunate, but it happens over and over and over again. So if, if you're a man and you're masculine, you could practically walk into a position of authority if you're, if you're confident enough. And this isn't a good thing, but it's the way human beings behave. Um, so no matter what happens, like no matter how, no matter how competent people in a group are, if the right guy comes along, he can totally screw everything up by exerting his presence and then assuming leadership. This doesn't happen a lot, but it, it does happen. And this is, this is one of the things that can screw up a egalitarian group is just a masculine man walking in and assuming a position of authority. Yet another reason is that why authoritarianism perpetuates rather than being an exception um, is because it's very difficult to bring down or replace an authority the longer they exist because they put structures in place uh, to reinforce their authority, like uh, religious institutions, corporations, governments, etc. Like, that's just, that's the entire reason all these structures exist. I mean, lots of structures benefit the whole, but but their primary function, I would argue, is to maintain the hierarchy. And and the, the, the more, the longer an authority figure has been around, the more solidified the structure. So, and, it, and in some sense, it's, if, the, if, the, if the authority has existed long enough, the structure itself or the institutions itself becomes the authority. And then the people who lead them by default have authority. And that, then those are the, the hardest things to get rid of. Like once, once the structure itself becomes the the thing to be worshipped or the thing to be obeyed. That's because what, how do you take down something like that? That's not an actual person. It's just a structure that keeps morphing you or that just, you take out one leader and then it gets replaced by another. Um, so yeah. So human, human beings by default build structures like this around authority figures and then the authority figure dies and is replaced by his successor. And then you just have this, this structure that can't be destroyed or it's very hard to. So, so that makes, that makes authoritarianism quite uh, hard to break. Um, another reason is that uh, free thinkers or people who oppose uh, authority are not very thorough. So like, say this, say it's an, say, say the authority has gone awry and is basically peddling half truths or outright lies and expects all the members of the group to follow this, to believe this and follow their rules, even though they don't make sense. But there are a few outliers in the group who don't believe them and, and kind of want to oppose them. But the problem with these outlying people is that uh, oftentimes they're not very thorough in their approach. And sometimes they're even quacks, quote unquote quacks, people who can be easily be discredited. And 
they're, the fact that they're easily easily discredited only reinforces the existing authority. Furthermore, even if they're even if they're not like quacks, like they can still be easily discredited because basically the person who's in charge has been reinforcing the truth for so long that it just seems obvious to everyone. So someone who's coming with a clear head saying the actual truth seems crazy, even if they're not. So a person who's opposing an authority has to be really airtight in their arguments and really, really know what's going on and really be able to explain it and be able to counter every single argument that someone who's an existing authority is would bring forth. And this is very rare, but even on the rare occasion that someone like this comes forward, um, even then, only a woke few will follow them. A woke few will follow this individual and say, you're right, this person's wrong. And they might just leave the group instead of like actually take disassembling the hierarchy. They might go leave and, f and then eventually they form their own hierarchy that has its own problems. So that, that hasn't really solved the problem. That's just bifurcated the authoritarian system into two authoritarian systems, which in a way is actually worse because it's, it's saying that, that this sort of thing can just multiply. Um, so that's, that doesn't solve the problem. Like, like a, a revolutionary leader or something, he just sort of, uh, causes it to be worse because he becomes, he becomes exactly what he was fighting against. So it's problematic. That doesn't work either. There's people who want to oppose these things. <clears throat> so yeah, back, back to my argument of what you should do is you should just accept, accept that these things are happening and sort of, you know, just sort of go along with it and make sure that enough resources are coming your way that you can survive and live the life you want to live because you're not going to, you're not going to make everything equal. Like it's never going to happen. Um, the next thing involves the fact that, well, let's see. Uh, on the rare circumstance where an authority is overturned, uh, eventually an even stronger authoritarian force will replace it. Um, one example being um, open source software and the internet. This was supposed to revolutionize um, the way we do com computing and software. Like it was supposed to democratize everything. Um, having, being able to access open source software, but all it, I mean, it did do that in some sense, but, but on a larger scale, all it did was empower, uh, the formation of large corporations that could use all these free tools that would lower their overhead. They wouldn't have to buy software and they can use all this free software much more expertly than any individual could use. So all it did was empower corporations. And now we have this company called Google that is effectively, um, basically all of its products are free and everything it uses is free. And, but the product is you. So you've given up your power to them by giving them all your data. So, so it's, it's authoritarianism, which was bred from free egalitarian ideals. So, and, and it's, arguably one of the worst forms because it's, it's Google is massive. I mean, we, we haven't seen the extent of what's going to happen with this, but 
I imagine there's going to be some negative things going on in the future uh, as they consolidate their grip on power. Um, but, but yeah, the point being, like, this whole idea, like, of open source was supposed to be the opposite. It was supposed to, it was supposed to uh, liberate and empower individuals, which it did, but to an even larger degree, it liberated and empowered corporations to have all this access to free resources and tools at their disposal that they could use to create these massive enterprises and collect data on everybody. Um, so it kind of it kind of backfired in that sense. <coughs> so yeah, when you have when you have an overturn of an authority and you have a, a period of egalitarianism such as the open source revolution, um, eventually this period is succeeded by uh, an overturn of power. Yeah. Yeah. So the, oh, sorry, sorry. The, the period of egalitarianism, um, which secedes an overturn of power and a formation of an even greater authoritarian force is always a metastable state. Like you have this period where basically a golden age where everyone, where, where every man has power to, to make his own way. And it's, and it's really great. And every, every person can do what they want to do. Uh, but this is a metastable state, which ultimately leads to, um, you know, it ultimately leads to, uh, a greater authoritarian force than before. So in, in some sense, it would have been better to, to not even open Pandora's box uh, to that perceived liber liberation because it sort of ultimately leads to greater incarceration in the future. So it's like, it's like a ebb and flow of freedom and oppression by authorities, freedom from authorities and oppression by authorities. But it's ebbing and flowing up and down, but it has an overall downward trend where down is toward oppression. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, obviously we can do a lot more with all the technology we have now. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if I should use, put that negative spin on things that just because authoritarianism is progressing. I don't know if authoritarianism necessarily implies that we have less freedom. I mean, I guess it, hmm, I guess it depends on how you define authoritarianism, but maybe I shouldn't even say authoritarianism. Well, I mean, it's too late. That's, that's going to be the title of this podcast, but I guess I mean the concentration of power is constantly happening. And when power is liberated and democratized, it ultimately leads to a greater concentration of power, but it also in the sense of open source software, it creates more power. The pie gets bigger, but the percentage of the pie owned by like a small amount, the small few gets bigger and bigger too. So like they're owning a larger percentage, but because the pie is growing, we don't notice. Like our size of the pie never changes. It's like the same volume, but the relative amount of it that we own gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And I don't, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, maybe it's fine. It's probably, I mean, everything's fine ultimately in the end, but, um, so yeah, egalitarian groups are just ripe for the taking by, uh, authoritarians and, and, and people who would have all the power for themselves. Um, there will always, there will always be people working in the shadows to gain control over a society. 
Eventually, someone always succeeds. And in many ways, an egalitarian society is is really just a resource right for the taking for power-hungry, greed-driven entities. (coughs) Another reason is that on the rare circumstance when an authority is overturned, uh, there is often a power vacuum and a period of instability that is far worse than the original structure, leading people to crave authority once more. So this is the case when you have like some uh, violent overturn or something, some, something crazy like that, where uh, there's what, what is left behind after that is just a power vacuum and no one knows who the leader is anymore. And there are just a bunch of different warring factions and everyone was miserable before the war, all the wars broke out, but now there's wars breaking out. Everything's way worse. So this is often the case. And, and then people will be like, why can't we get back to normal? And then, and, and, and in that case, it's like they're craving or almost begging for, um, for the original dictator that they had or whatever, the, whatever the guy was or group of people who uh, were oppressing them to begin with. I mean, so so I guess I guess the the, the summary is that like like liberation from oppression always has its own growing pains. And which might not even be worth it because ultimately you go back to some sort of status quo where some small group of people have all the power. Um, Like it might not even be worth it, like fighting against that because even if you succeed, it's always temporary. And if your if your qualm is with you know, inequality in general, then you're never going to solve that problem. If your problem is that you don't have enough power, well, you can solve that problem through underhanded means. Um, But yeah, so that problem can be solved. If you need resources, you can find a way to acquire them. But if you envision some sort of utopian egalitarian paradise that exists perpetually that's a pipe dream i mean your best bet is to either give up on that or join the authorities because depending on the type of system like if the pie is getting bigger then in some sense it doesn't matter that there's inequality um, as long as it's not like one group owns a hundred percent, you know, if the pie keeps getting bigger and the resources are enough for people to just be calm and be okay and live their lives, then does it really matter if there's a group of people on the hill that have billions of whatever your local currency is and that they, that they can do whatever they want. But I mean, if they're not disturbing your lives, then is that even an issue? I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, we have to learn how to live with this because there's always going to be 
a hierarchy and there's always going to be authoritarian structures and and fighting against it is can be good but it's often self-defeating and it's never it never leads to something permanent so i don't know take that how you will <coughs> yeah so authoritarianism will always continue in human culture because of human nature and the appeal of strong male leaders the fact that entrenched authority figures don't go quietly into the night the fact that people opposing them are easily debunked and often viewed as quacks even when they're not and the fact that revolutions are often messy dangerous affairs that people don't like furthermore no overturning of an authority ever leads to the imagined egalitarian equal society dreamed of rather the state of affairs always returns to some new authoritarian structure sometimes slowly and imperceptibly for example like the takeover of my country the u.s or of the world rather i should maybe just say the world like the takeover of the world by powerful multinational corporations and billionaires that's been happening over decades but it's it is happening uh slowly and imperceptibly um in some sense these conclusions make one appreciate conservatism a little more because the idea is that the old way is fine no need to change things this avoids the disruption and the ultimate return to what existed before anyway might as well just leave it all be this is why most religions especially monotheistic ones are very authoritarianism are very sorry are very authoritarian also since the authority is an invisible god it creates less resentment because you don't have to obey some man walking among you um yeah i mean i mean i mean i don't know if conservative conservatism is right in this regard i mean i i did say it the, all the facts I've given here sort of make one appreciate conservatism a little more. Um, to just leave things be and not change them. I mean, I, but, but at the same time, like, uh, if there's inequality, but there's the, like, in terms of how resources are allocated, but there's the opportunity to make the pie larger to create more resources for everyone, even if it's, by way of a bunch of people competing for resources like corporations fighting for resources and trying to make technology so they can beat their competitor maybe that's good maybe it's good that uh people are constantly fighting uh and competing for resources and um maybe it's fine like if if the pie goes from 100 to 200 units does it matter that uh that the group in power went from having 80% to 90% because even though even though the masses now only only have 10% of the pie they still have the same amount of pie that they had because the pie got twice as big um, i mean this is this is a philosophical question like it's should things be fair and fairly distributed or should there just be lots of things so that it doesn't matter your the relative amount that you have i mean I guess I would argue the latter. So, I mean, I guess inequality is fine in the event that everyone has the minimum amount of resources to live. 
a reasonably okay life. I mean, because then it doesn't, I mean, then it doesn't matter. I mean, isn't that what everyone wants anyway? I mean, then most people want that, and then the people who want more can get more, and good for them. I mean, I mean, I don't think there's a problem with inequality, now that I think about it. I don't think there's a problem with inequality. There's a problem when there's people starving, and there's, which there are right now. With people, the, the problem is people don't have enough resources to live their lives. And that's an issue because there are plenty of resources to go around. So currently, inequality is bad because the size of the pie isn't enough for people to live. Um, so we need to either make the pie bigger or give some of ours up. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's maybe a good place to, to end this podcast. Yeah, it's a good place. There will never be a human society that doesn't have some sort of structure. And even the one the ones that some sort of sorry, hierarchical structure and even and and I don't think you want that anyway. I mean, obviously it should be as flat as possible, but these flat societies always go vertical over time, unfortunately. Um, but for you personally, all this means is you just gotta be competent enough to have resources being funneled in your direction and just keep yourself and your family alive. Like do what you can to like maintain a quality of life that you deem acceptable by being competent enough and helping people in their goals for getting the resources they want. So that's, that's the whole that's the whole thing. You just have to be good enough. You have to be competent in some domain that people will give you resources for. And that's that's honestly the goal of life when you're young and or middle-aged. As long as you're a working person, like your goal is to be competent enough so that people will pay you and so that you can continue living and, that, and that's it. And then so you can eventually retire and do what you actually love um, as soon as you can. Because, that, I mean, there's no other way. I mean, you, you need resources to live. And, yeah, and this is just the way things are and the way they'll always be. So it's always good. Yeah, so assess your aptitude. Find out what you're good at, what your domains of things that, the domains of things that you might be good at are. And then just get good at things in those domains. And then advertise your skills and have someone pay you for it. And then you'll be okay. I mean, it's not... Authoritarianism isn't so bad that, like, some people... Some people just... It's, it's like, dire to them. It's like life or death. No! Inequality! I mean, inequality is bad. Especially extreme inequality when it leads to people starving in the streets. But, but it's not something that dis, disrupts most people's day-to-day -day life if it's not too extreme. And if it's not too extreme and, and you're in a situation like that, then you should just find a way to make your life comfortable. 
it's not, I mean, it's not that hard to become an expert in something. Well, it is hard, but it's not impossible. And you just dedicate enough time and voila. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that is the, yeah, purpose. Yeah. The purpose of a young person's life is to get good at something and use that skill to acquire resources and use those resources to acquire more resources. And once you reach whatever you've determined your threshold for retirement, then just do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Like that's, that's my view. That's my view of, uh, the purpose of a human life. And yeah, once you retire, do whatever you want, whether that's art, whether that's exercise, whether that's, uh, volunteering, whether that's religious service, whatever you're into. Like, once you've reached the pinnacle, or what you consider the pinnacle, then you're good. And that's all I have to say. So, have a good day, everyone.